Hi everyone, today I'll be dealing with the short story Looking for some dignity by Clarice Lispector. First, uh, I'll describe a bit about the author Clarice Lispector. Clarice Lispector, born on December 10, 1920, was a Brazilian novelist and a short story writer acclaimed internationally for her innovative novels and short stories. Born to a Jew- Jewish family in Podolia in West Ukraine, as an infant, she moved to Brazil with her family amidst the disasters engulfing her native land following the First World War. She grew up in Recife, the capital of the northeastern state of Pernambuco, where her mother died when she was nine. The family moved to Rio de Janeiro when she was in her teens. While in law school in Rio, she began publishing her first journalistic work and short stories catapulting to fame at the age of 23 with the publication of her first novel, Near to the Wild Heart, written as an interior monologue in a style and language that was considered revolutionary in Brazil. She left Brazil in 1944, following her marriage to a Brazilian diplomat and spent the next decade and a half in Europe and United States. After returning to Rio de Janeiro in 1959, she began producing her most famous works including the stories of Family Ties, The Great Mystic Novel, The Passion According to G.H., and what is arguably her masterpiece, Agua Viva. Injured in an accident in 1966, she spent the last decade of her life in frequent pain, steadily writing and publishing novels and stories until her premature death in 1977. And shortly after The Hour of the Star was published, Lispector was admitted to the hospital. She had inoperable ovarian cancer, though she was not told the diagnosis. She died on the eve of her 57th birthday and was buried on December 11, 1977 at the Jewish cemetery of Kahu in Rio de Janeiro. Now we'll go to the story. Looking for some dignity by Clarice Lispector. Mrs. George B. Xavier simply couldn't say how she got how she had gotten in. It hadn't been by one of the main gates. She seemed to have entered in a vague dreaminess through some kind of narrow opening past some construction work debris as if she had crossed obliquely through some opening made just for her. The fact is that when she looked up, she was inside. And when she looked up, she saw that she was inside very much so. She walked endlessly through the underground passages of the Maracana studio which seemed to be narrow caverns leading to rooms which occasionally opened out into the arena through a single window. The stadium at that scorchingly deserted hour shimmered beneath the noonday sun, uncommonly hot for the midday of the winter. So the woman continued down a somber a somber corridor. This one led her to another even more darker. The ceilings of the passages seemed low, and that corridor that took her to another in which turn took her to another. The deserted the deserted the deserted corridor turned and there she came to another intersection which took her to another corridor which took her to another intersection. So she continued mechanically entering corridors which always led to other corridors. Where could the meeting room for the first class be? She had agreed to meet some people there. The lecture might have begun already. She was going to miss it. She didn't allow herself to miss anything cultural. Since 
this way she stayed young inside no one on the outside would have guessed she was almost 73 uh, she was almost 70 years old everyone thought she was around 57 so uh, so this part says that uh, the main character is mrs george b xavier uh she uh, she is in some corridors and she's uh, she's uh, so uh, she's actually she's going for a lecture uh, in the marcana stadium and she is confused where she is going because there is a lot of tunnels corridors and intersections inside the stadium and confusing and it is very much confusing and she does not know where to go now and about her age it says and uh, she is almost 70 years old but uh, she looked like a 57 year old lady but now lost in the internal dark windings of marakana the woman dragged her feet heavily it was then that in one of the corridors she suddenly ran into a man who seemed to have sprung from thin air she asked him about the lecture but he knew nothing of it but he did try to find out from another man who suddenly appeared at the turn of the corridor the second man said that near the bleachers on the right in the middle of the open stadium he'd seen gentlemen or two and two ladies one dressed in red miss savior doubted that these were the people she was to meet before the lecture and to tell the truth she had lost sight of the reason she was taking this endless walking endless walk in any case she followed the man toward the naked this disgorged stadium where she stood bleary-eyed in the empty space in a vast light and boundless silence no soccer game not even a ball above all no crowd a crowd that made its presence felt through its complete absence so uh, she is standing there confusedly uh, not knowing where to go now and it was then that she saw a man who appeared out of thin air and she didn't uh, she didn't see where he came from and she asked him uh, where the lecture was taking place but he didn't know about any lecture and he showed her another man who might know something about it and and the second man said that he saw a gentleman and two ladies uh, somewhere near there and and she and he could direct her to them had the two ladies and gentlemen already disappeared down some corridor the man said with exaggerated resolve i'm going to help you look and some way or another i'll find those people they couldn't have just vanished into thin air in fact they saw them from way off but a second later they disappeared again it seemed to be a child's game whose laughter bit into mrs george b savior then she and the man passed through some more corridors but then this man also disappeared at an intersection so uh, the man agreed that uh, agreed to uh, direct uh, mrs george b savior to the uh, to the people whom he saw before and they saw and they saw the people uh, just a far just a bit far away from them but after after a bit they too disappeared and and when mrs savior looked back the ma- uh, the man who were the man who was helping her to disappeared 
the woman gave up on the lecture which after all was not very important not very important that is as long as she could finally get out of that scramble of endless paths could there be not some exits exit she felt as if she were in an elevator stuck between floors could there not be some exit but all of a sudden she remembered the directions her friend gave on the telephone it's fairly near the maracana stadium remembering this she understood her hair brain distracted way she only half listened with her other half immersed somewhere else mrs savior was very inattentive so the meeting was not inside maracana but near it meanwhile her little destiny had will her to be lost within the labyrinth and finally uh, she decided mrs savior decided to uh, give up on what she was doing that uh, she she gave up on the lecture and she no longer want, wanted to attend the lecture and she only wanted to get out of the stadium and it was then that she remembered her friend saying that the lecture was not going on inside the stadium but somewhere near the maracana stadium yes and the battle resumed even worse now she really wanted to get out and had no idea which way to go and once again the man who was the man who was looking for the people appeared in the corridor and once again he guaranteed that he would find them because they could not have disappeared he, he said precisely that people just don't vanish into thin air and the woman said you don't need you don't need to bother looking anymore all right it's all right thank you very much the place i'm supposed to meet the people is in in maracana the man stopped immediately to look at her with wonder so what are you doing here she wanted to explain that uh, her life was just like that but she did not know what she meant by like that or her life and she and she said nothing the man repeated the question feeling curious and at the same time wishing to be discreet what was she doing there nothing she answered to herself about the drug from fatty but she did not answer him instead she let him think that she was crazy besides she never explained herself to anyone she knew that the man thought she was crazy and who wouldn't wasn't she shameful uh, shamefully feeling that I'm sorry wasn't she shamefully feeling what she what she just referred to as that she felt this even though she knew how to keep her mental health on par with her physical health her physical health now exhausted she shuffled through the labyrinth on high mileage feet her way of the cross she was sweating and suffocating dressed in very heavy wool during the unseasonably severe summer heat that summer day misfiled in the winter her legs hurt the hurt they hurt under the weight of the old cross by now she had in sense resigned herself to never leaving maracana and dying there from her weakness and and after that uh, she saw the man once again uh, who was helping her and and she said that uh, no uh, you uh, you don't need to help me and she said that the lecture which she want to attend was not inside the stadium but somewhere near it and so the man asked uh, so why are you exactly in the stadium right now and she wanted to explain to him but she did not know how and she was so tired and she thought that she might die 
inside the stadium uh, there then as always it was only after giving a party our dreams that they come true suddenly an idea occurred to her what an old dummy i am instead of looking for people who are in here didn't she find their man and find out how to get out of this corridors all she really wanted to get out and not run into anyone finally she found the man coming around a corner and she spoke to him in a voice turned somewhat tremulous and hoarse from fatigue and the fear that everything was in vain the discreet man agreed immediately that it was certainly better that she go home and told her carefully you seem to be a little confused perhaps it's the terrible heat saying this the man then simply turned with her into the first corridor and the corner they saw the two large gate open gates just like that was it so easy just like that and uh, it was then only that she thought that uh, as she got the idea that why didn't she ask the man where the exit was because obviously there was no lecture going on there and she didn't think the first time and she didn't think of how to get out of, uh, she didn't think uh, she didn't think to ask the man uh, the exit for her to go out of the stadium because obviously there was no lecture going on inside it inside there and it was then that she saw the man and she asked him for directions to the exit and and within and after just passing one or two turns they reached the exit and she was so amazed that it was so easy to get out but uh, but uh, by herself she could not do it she was so confused there then it occurred to her that she was the only one who could not find the exit although she did not go on to draw any further conclusions mrs savia was just a little frightened and at the same time accustomed to this there's no doubt that each one of us has an endless road to travel making this part of our destiny something she wasn't sure she believed in a taxi was passing by she hailed it and told the driver with a controlled voice that she was getting older and more tired driver i am not sure of the address i forgotten it what what i do know that the house is on some street or another that has something to do with gismao and it intersects a street which if i am not mistaken is called colonel what's his name the driver was patient as he were with a child well don't you worry about a thing we'll, we are calmly going to find a street that has gismao in the middle and the colonel at its end he said around with a smile and and conniving wink of his eye that seemed indecent they drove off with such a bouncing that her belly shook uh, so finally she got out of the stadium and and she found a taxi and got in it but she she does not know the exact address where she want to go and she uh, she says that uh uh the street where she want to go had a, had some name like gusmao in it and and the street name was some colonel or something uh and the driver was uh, and the driver agreed to help her and take her uh, take her and find that place where she want to go suddenly she spot the joint 
spot Dan joined the people she was looking for on a sidewalk in in front of a large house. It was, uh, however, as if the aim were just to get there and not to listen to talk which she had forgotten altogether by that time. Mrs. Savia had lost sight of her objective and she did not know why she had walked so far. She saw that she had worn herself out beyond her limits and she wanted to get out of there. The lecture was a nightmare. She then asked an important and vaguely known woman who had a car with a driver to take her home. Because she was not feeling good with all this unusual heat, the driver would be there an hour from then. Mrs. Xavier then sat down in a chair they had placed for her in the corridor. She sat there stiffly in, in her tight girdle, remote from the culture which was unfolding in the closed hall from which there came in, they came not a sound. Now culture meant little to her and there she was in the labyrinth for 60 seconds and for 60 minutes which would which would lead her to an hour and and they finally reached the place of the lecture uh, reached the place where the lecture was going on and and Mrs. Xavier had lost sight of her objective by that time she did not know what to do or why she was really there because she was too tired after uh, going through that labyrinth inside the stadium and she asked the woman uh, who had a uh, who had a chauffeur and she said that uh, the car uh, her chauffeur would only come after an hour and and mrs Xavier was not ready to wait till then and And that uh, she was, and and uh, and an inter- interesting statement is given in the in the last sentence of this paragraph. And there she was in the labyrinth for sixty seconds and for sixty minutes, which would lead her to an hour. Uh, she uh, means that she lost. Uh, That means that uh, she did not know uh, how the time went. Like uh, she is too old and she does not know what she is doing now. She is very much confused and she has lost. Uh, she lost uh, count of the time, and so on. Okay, the important woman arrived and told her her ride was waiting outside. But that since she was feeling so bad and the chauffeur would take a long time. She had stopped the first taxi that passed by. Why hadn't Mrs. Sevier herself had the idea of calling a taxi instead of submitting to the vagaries of waiting? Mrs. George P. Sevier thanked her with exaggerated courtesy. The woman was always very courteous and well-behaved. She got into the taxi and said, Leblon, if you please. And she did not want to wait for uh, the man to come and she... Uh, she uh, she stopped a taxi which was just going by and got in it and tell and told the driver that she wanted to go to Leblon. Her mind was blank. It seemed uh, it seemed her brain was fast fasting. After a while, she noted that they drove and drove, but once again they kept returning to the same plaza. Why didn't they get anywhere? Once again, was there no way out? The driver finally confessed that he didn't know. 
the south side of rio and that he only worked in the north and she didn't know how to tell him the way the cross she bore for years weighed more and more and absence of an exit simply revived the black magic of marcana corridors there was no way to get free from the plaza then the driver told her to take another taxi and he even beckoned one over the other side she thanked him coolly she observed the social graces even with those she knew well more than this she was very kind in the next cab she said fearfully if it's all right with you could uh, could we go to leblon and after she got into the taxi uh, she noticed that the taxi was going round and round around the same plaza and uh, and finally the driver confessed that she did uh, sorry he didn't know where leblon was because uh, uh, he was not familiar with the south side of rio and that he he only drove in the north uh, drove through the north part of rio and he helped the he helped mrs avia find and the taxi and they simply left the plaza and drove through other street it was opening uh, and okay it was it was on opening the door to her apartment with her key that she imagined that she wanted to cry out loud but she wasn't one to sober complain she informed the maid in passing that she wouldn't take any telephone calls she went straight into her bedroom removed all her clothes took a pill and with no order and wait for it to take effect In the meantime she smoked she remembered that it was in the month of august and they say that august was bad luck but september would come one day uh like a way out and september was in some way like the month of may a lighter and more transparent month she was vaguely thinking about this when drowsiness finally came and she fell asleep hours later when she woke up she saw that a fine cold rain was falling the cold was like the edge of a knife naked in bed she was freezing and she thought how an old naked lady was quite old she recalled that she uh, she had planned to buy a wooden sh- wooden shawl she glanced at the clock she'd still find business open she got a cab and said ipanema if you please and she was finally relieved that she reached her apartment and uh, she said uh, she told the maid that uh, she uh, she should not be disturbed and she didn't want any calls and she even took a sleeping pill and and just slept there uh for a, uh, for a long time okay and and after she woke up uh she was quite freezing uh and she wanted to buy a woolen shawl to make her uh, warm and she got out of the house and took a cab and uh, she asked the driver to go to ipanema to buy the shawl and when she asked uh, the driver to go to ipanema uh, the driver didn't quite um, get it and he asked her, what's that the bo- the botanical the botanical garden the man asked ipanema please the woman repeated quite surprised it was the absurdity of the complete lack of communication after all what did the words ipanema and botanical garden have in common but again she vaguely thought that that's just how her life was 
She made another purchase quickly and saw herself in the street, now dark with nothing to do. Since Mr. George P. Xavier had travelled to Sao Paulo the day before and wouldn't return until the day after. She was quite confused how the uh, driver misheard, uh, misheard the word Ipanema for uh, Ipanema for the Botanical Garden. She was quite conf- confused. Okay. Then again at home between taking another sleeping pill or doing something else, she opted for the second, remembering that she could return to look for the lost bill of exchange. What little she understood of it was that that piece of paper represented money. Two days ago, she searched the whole house carefully, including the kitchen, but in vain now it occurred to her, why not under the bed? Perhaps she kneeled on the floor, but uh, being on her knees quickly tired her out and she bent down and leaned on her two hands. Then she noticed that she was on all fours, and so she stayed for a while, perhaps meditating, perhaps not, who knows. Mrs. Xavier might have uh, tired of being human. She was a dog on four feet, with no dignity whatsoever, her pride pride a thing of the past, on all fours, a little pensive, perhaps, but under the bed there was just dust. Okay, and on uh, reaching back her house, uh, she uh, she kept searching for something called uh, a bill of exchange, and and uh, what uh, she only understood that the bill of exchange was a piece of paper that represented money, and she was searching for it, and she. Uh, searched the whole house for it, but she didn't find it. Okay, uh, she stood up with some effort caused by her stiff joints and saw that there was nothing more to do but consider realistically, and it was only with painful effort that she could view reality that the letter was lost and that continue looking for it would be the same as never getting out of Marcana. And just as always, as soon as she stopped looking, as she opened her anky drawer to pull one out, there was the letter of exchange, and finally she found it. Then the woman, then the woman, tired from the effort of being on all fours, sat on the bed and, for no apparent reason, began to cry softly. It seemed more that, more like a monotonous Arabian chant. She hadn't cried over, cried for over thirty years, but she was so tired now. If this was indeed crying, it wasn't. It was something. Finally, she blew her nose. Then she thought that she would take her friend in hand and uh, and improve it somehow. Where there will be a will, there's a way. She mused without actually believing it. And all this about being a slave to destiny occurred to her because without wanting to, she had already begun thinking about it. She finally found the bill of exchange and she started crying and she didn't know why she, she was crying but it happens that the woman also thought it was too late to have a destiny she thought that any kind of switch with another human being would do her good it was then that it occurred to her that there was no one else with whom she could trade places despite what she would wish she was who she was and couldn't become another each one was 
unique this is george b savior was unique too but everything that occurred to occurred to was preferably to being that and that came from her long ex exilless corridors that now with no sense of decency was the painful hunger of her insides the hunger of being possessed by the unattainable television idol she never missed the television program now that she couldn't stop thinking about it the trick was to allow herself to think about and recall the girlish face of roberta carlos my love uh, uh, it is now shown that uh, she had a uh, mm, uh, she had a crush uh, for a television idol named roberta carlos she went to wash her dusty hands and saw herself in the wash basin mirror then mrs savior thought if i want him a lot really lot he'll be mine for at least one night she believed vaguely in the force of the will she got tangled up again in choked and twisted desire but who knows if she gave up on roberto carlos then things between him and her would happen uh, mrs savior meditated a bit on the matter then she cleverly pretended to give up on roberto carlos but she knew well that the magical abandonment only gave positive result when it was true and not just a trick as means to an end reality required a lot of the woman she reexamined herself in the mirror to see if her face would turn hideous under the sway of her feelings but it was quite face which long ago had ceased revealing her feelings besides her face never expressed anything but good upbringing and now it was just a mask of 70 year old woman uh, then her lightly made up face seemed clown like to her the woman made a half hearted attempt to smile to see if it would help it didn't and um, she kept on thinking about roberto carlos and when she looked at the mirror what she saw was just a plain old 70 year old woman's face and Uh, which didn't express anything which uh, exactly which didn't express anything okay on the outside she saw in the mirror she was dried like a dried fig but inside she wasn't parched on the contrary inside she was like moist gums soft like toothless gums then she pursued a thought that might spiritualize her own uh, her all dry her up once and for all but she never been Uh, spiritual and because of roberta carlos the woman was wrapped up in the darkness of the mirror where she was profoundly anonymous standing in the bathroom she was as anonymous as a chicken in a split like um, a chicken in a split second she unconsciously glimpsed that everyone was anonymous because no one is the other and the other didn't know the other then that person is anonymous and now she was tangled in that deep and mortal well in the body's rebellion body of invisible depths in which the uh, rats and lizards of her instincts scurried about veiled in malignant shadows and was everything out of time fruit out of season why hadn't the older woman uh, why hadn't the other old woman advised her that this could happen until the end in old men she had seen many lecherous eyes but not an old woman out of season and she was alive as if she were someone else she who was no one 
she began uh, thinking about her life and about her existence and she was really confused and she was no one mrs george b savior was no one and she wanted to have a beautiful romantic feelings about the delicacy of roberto carlos face but she couldn't his delicacy just took her to a dark corridor of sensuality and the damage was uh last uh lasciviousness it was a vulgar hunger she wanted to consume the mouth of roberto carlos she wanted to consume the mouth of sorry uh, okay she wasn't romantic she was ill informed on the subject of love there in the bathroom before the wash basin mirror with the indelible mark of age uh uh the uh the uh, the paragraph says that she want to make love with roberto carlo and she want to kiss roberto carlo roberto carlos okay. uh without even one sublime thought to serve as a rudder and enable her existence then she began to undo her french knot and to comb her hair slowly she had to dye it soon her white roots were showing now then the woman thought never in my life have i had a climax as in the stories you read the climax was roberta carlos she thought that she thought she concluded that she was going to die as secretly as she had lived but also she knew that every death is secret and uh, she had as she is uh, 70 years 70 years old she had to dye her hair and she thought that she had never uh, experienced climax in the stories as much as uh, she had read about robert agolos uh, it means that na the she she haven't felt uh, the climax Uh, as much as in the stories she read but uh, the stories about roberta carlos gave her the best pleasure she thought she concluded that she was going to die as secretly as she had lived but she also knew that every death is secret from the bottom of her future death she imagined she saw the coveted image of roberta carlos in the mirror with that soft curly hair of his there she was a pres- prisoner of desire as out of season as a dry summer day in midwinter a prisoner in tangle of corridors of marcana a prisoner of the mortal secret of all women it's just that she wasn't used to being almost 70 years old she lacked practice and didn't have the least habit of experience so uh, everything is uh, uh, a bit symbolic and uh, the thing that happened in the stadium that she was going through the labyrinth it's all symbolic here she uh, her confu uh, her confusion is shown here and as uh, because she has never been 70 70 years old she had only gotten uh, use of being uh, her being young she didn't know how to act old and she was confused and she didn't know what to do in this in this old age my dear little roberto carlos she said loudly and quite alone and she added my love her voice sounded strange to her as if with no sense of decency or shame it were all the first time as she were confessing that which after all should have been shameful the woman imagined that it was possible that little roberto might not wish to accept her love because she herself was not 
was aware that this love was silly sacarly voluptuous and gluttonous and roberta carlo seems so pure so sex- sexless would her lightly colored lips still be kissable or would it perhaps be repugnant to kiss the mouth of an old woman showing no emotion she examined her lips carefully and still showing no emotion she softly sang the refrain from roberta carlo's most a uh, famous song warmy this winter night and everything else can go to hell and uh, she won and she was uh, 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 she was touching her lips and uh, asked herself that if she was ready to kiss roberta carlos till now and she thought that uh, would he accept her because she was uh, she was this old and it was then that mrs george b savior abruptly doubled over the sink and as though she were going to vomit out her viscera and she interrupted her life with an explosive silence there has to be a way out and the ending and uh, the ending we can see that she really want to get out of this old life and she did not know how and that's all